everyone, and welcome to Fake Ritual, the podcast, your guide to pop culture and the occult. I am your usual host, Lucas Sloppy, and joining me today is my friend and artist, Forrest Vinson, a.k.a. Dynamic Garbage. What's up? Hey. How Here are you? we are. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, just Thank so you the for listen- having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for showcasing your uh, hand fan, which for the listeners, it's they're just going to have to imagine. But It's, it's very Venetian. It's pink. It's Venetian. Mm-hmm. And it's silent. It's, do- it's doing the job. It is. It is quite silent. Well, um, if, uh, if... Any excuse for an accessory. Agreed. Well, if the listeners haven't already picked up on it, we are choosing today to talk about a favorite show of yours and a slowly becoming favorite show of mine, Venture Bros, or the Venture Brothers, or... It, uh, it could, Venture Brothers, you know, uh, I think either either one suffices. Okay, yeah, Venture Bros. I like saying Go Team bros. Venture. Yeah, Go Team Venture. If you're, if you're so inclined. Uh, and for the listeners who don't know, uh, I'm just going to read straight from the Wikipedia. Uh, the series chronicles the lives and adventures of the Venture family, well-meaning but incompetent teenagers Hank and Dean Venture, their loving but emotionally insecure, unethical, and underachieving super scientist father, Dr. Thaddeus Rusty Venture, the family's bodyguard, secret agent Brock Sampson, yep. and the family self-proclaimed nemesis, the Monarch, a butterfly-themed supervillain. Uh yeah, initially conceived as a satire of boy adventure and space age space age fiction, prevalent in the early nineteen sixties, and it's definitely got uh, some Johnny Quest vibes. Oh, for sure. Um, I watched an interview with uh, the creators once, and they described it as like Johnny Quest, but the main tenet of the show is failure, ah, and. Yes. Um, <laughs> It really is like it, it kind of shows you like this world of like super scientists and like these like larger than life uh, characters and like how like the damage that they inflict upon like their poor like sidekick children who are just kind of like roped into these grand adventures. And it's, it's really it's it's very funny. So when did you uh, fall in love with this show? Um, as a teenager, um, because it, uh, first showed up on this, uh, um, block of shows that, uh, Cartoon Network has called Adult Swim, um, which I'm sure many, if not most people are familiar with it now. It's like late night, like 18 and older sort of, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, adult adult animation basically, like that's not quite for uh, Cartoon Network's totally. normal normal audience. Very upsetting um, to yeah, conservative mothers that found oh, out for that sure. they're especially like, especially recently. Did you did you see that? Like they I, um, as one of their as one of their bums, they like posted that uh, satanic video yeah. uh-huh. with babies. <laughs> yeah, with the ba- yeah the babies on the drums, and then all these QAnon moms like latched uh, on. Bored. And it's like, listen, like you're the one who's like not implementing bedtime. Like what's your kid <laughs> what's your kid what's the seven year old doing up at eleven thirty, Janet? I mean there was like, yeah. 
<laughs> like I watched a lot of weird stuff on late night and mostly just was mm-hmm. staring at like the girls gone wild commercials oh, in between. For sure. like, yeah, Whoa. like you can't you can't not. Like like my middle like summer nights for me like from middle school to high school were um Iron Chef Japan, Adult Swim and like um most extreme elimination challenge. Oh yeah. <laughs> right on. Oh, that's interspersed with like girls gone wild and yeah, yeah, they it was like before I didn't have my own computer. Uh I got caught like going to boobs.com at a like formidable age, so there was no like I stayed clear of that, so I really just had to get uh crafty. Maybe that's the yeah. problem with kids nowadays. They can just type in any manner of for sure. Deviancy. It's like a lot I feel like it's a lot easier for kids to like circumnavigate their parents these days, which yeah. I, you know, good for them. I'm, I'm all <laughs> like to a certain extent, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, my loophole with my parents was for the most part animations or and sorry, animation, uh, except for the Simpsons. The Simpsons was like the one show that my mom like had read about. And she was like, absolutely not. You will not watch that. But everything else was fine. Cause she was like, it's good stuff. Like, yeah, that was uh, Beavis and Butthead for me. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even allowed on the channel. I think mm-hmm. it was channel 16 MTV, but right, still yeah, catch no, it. MTV was like one of the, one of the channels. I also was not the allowed thing, to watch. I feel like sometimes once you reach that middle age, uh, middle school age, you develop the power to stay up later than your parents whereas oh, for up sure. to that point maybe up till maybe like 10 you try but you right. can't <laughs> but so, they always outlast you mm-hmm. yeah so it's definitely yeah middle school is when you really start to get you know become for a creature sure. of the night yes what else were you watching then what else did you find yourself in uh yeah what was the tv viewing experience like in your home uh, mostly, like, definitely heavy cartoon influence, um, just, like, everything from, like, Looney Tunes to, like, the old, like, kind of, like, boomerang, uh, 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 like, like Hanna-Barbera? Um, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yes, the Hanna-Barbera sort oh. of stuff, but definitely, definitely more of a, more of a Looney Tunes gal myself, yeah, and, like, same. you know, like, Disney, um, and then later when, um, uh, I started watching Toonami in middle school. Then, I, like, I started getting into anime from there. And, oh yeah. Um, one of the reasons why I started watching or started getting into Adult Swim because, like, I didn't really like care very much about Family Guy or any of like the um, uh, more Western, aside from Venture Brothers, more of the Western cartoons that they had. But they did have like that's where I saw Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah. And like uh, Trigon. Trigon, uh, yeah. Um, they had Rain, which is like this crazy. Um, what was it called? Yeah, Rain, R E I G N. It oh. was about uh, Alexander the Great and like animated by the same guy who did the uh, Aeon Flux series for Liquid TV. Oh, whoa! And so I, it was like I need really. To look that up. It's really good. It's weird, but awesome. It has, like, a lot of, like, very, like, distorted, kind of like, uh, like, Egon Sheila-looking people with, like, very, like, long, muscular limbs. Oh, yeah. And just, like, very distorted, weird features. Very homoerotic. It's it's great. Yeah, I'm getting Aeon Flux vibes, like, immediately mm-hmm. with all those, yeah, very lanky, yeah, and just that... It's like not necessarily squiggle vision, but it has 
some kind of like it's definitely animation it's not computer and it has yeah, that yeah exactly it's not like it's not western at all yeah um, sexuality is kind of permeating the whole thing as well definitely, yeah Aeon Aeon very andro- everyone in that show is very androgynous yes that is yeah Aeon Flux was that for me as a kid just mm-hmm. kind of like what am I what am I seeing like oh my goodness my like only child Christian upbringing didn't really like give me a lot of uh, for you know, sure insight. Yeah, what was uh, religion like for you growing up? Uh, like, intense, but not, uh, I, like, in that uh, survey that I sent you, my um, parents were like, Don't give away pretty... my secrets. Oh, sorry. There is no survey. This is all... There is no survey. This is all organic. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never been on a podcast before because I don't... Um, I don't have the authority to speak on anything <laughs> except Venture Brothers. So. You're doing it now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so um, when it, whenever we were talking candidly, not yeah. it, through a questionnaire <laughs> that I send out to all guests. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in a pretty conservative um, Presbyterian household. Um my mom, especially, both of my parents were pretty active in the church. Um, and so, like, as a kid, I kind of did the whole, like, nine yards, like, choir practice and youth group and, like, weird prayer weekends where and they lock you in the church and don't let you sleep. Yeah, that, you told me about that. That, I vaguely remember. I mean, there was always lock-ins, but... Yeah, I guess they didn't let you sleep. It was supposed. No, yeah. and that's you know like a tactic used by cults. <laughs> by cults. <to> yeah. <laughs> well, you also. Um, what do, what do Presbyterians believe? Do you even know what like the what sets them uh, apart? It's just like your run of the mill like Anglo-Saxon Christianity. Like you know, you we don't we don't have like uh, the the rituals. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, that that like Catholicism has, for example, but it's not. Re- we don't. We also don't have the kind of like revivalist uh, speaking in tongues quality. I mean, kind of towards the end of my time there, like we had Whoa. a youth pastor that like really wanted to encourage people speaking in tongues, which was kind of like when a band um, just decides to incorporate a keyboard. Very you know true. What? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know what? We need to bring this <laughs> We're together. Bored, yeah. Synth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I we, had need, a, we need a broad on the synth stat. Yeah, I had a lot of uh, speaking in tongues. No, no snake whispering, but mm. we definitely had like gifts of the spirit, which would be speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, laying of hands, anointing. It was fine. Like, yeah. I bought it. I mean, I was into it for a while, but just the older I got, the more the stuff that interested me about, you know, uh, the about religion and, you know, Christianity just seemed, I seemed to be the only one that was like not taking it literally, kind of using it as a jumping off point for philosophy. Like, it's kind of where I started to fizzle out. Yeah, it kind of like... I don't know. I like went through a period where like I tried like really, really hard for it to stick. But like as soon as I moved out and stopped going to church, I was just like this. It's all like none of that made sense. Like 
uh, they made us do like an abstinence program when like, oh, we were God. 12, which yeah. is like way too early yep. to be deciding about like getting married. And yeah, it was just, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we I had, don't, <laughs> I, went I don't to... have like very fond. I'm so sorry. I don't have very fond feelings for organized religion after my experience with the church. So like, I understand like, like for my mom, for example, it's like a sense of community and like if it like if it's your like uh, like tool for like coping, which for a lot of people it is, yeah. like especially like in lieu of therapy, mm-hmm. totally fine. Not going to bother you about it. However, I think the church itself as an institution is incredibly predatory and manipulative. Totally. I, <laughs> what bothers me is just like, why can't you just explore these ideas and this relationship with the divine being on your own terms? Like, why yeah. does there have to be a man at the pulpit, you know, almost always a man, uh, like telling you what God wants? It just, uh, it just seems like fishy to me. You know, I'm like, I don't want someone in between me and you know, the creator, I just want to be like, what's up? What's up, yeah. creator? <laughs> yeah. Or like whatever, wh- whatever, like greater power is yeah. to you for sure. And like, especially when said man has tax exempted status. <laughs> so we're basically paying for him, but yeah. on to, uh, back bullshit. to the topic Religion at hand. <laughs> yeah. What is, what is also a coping mechanism is, uh, cartoons yeah <laughs> they were for, for sure. me yeah what so yeah like as i as i said so like because because like it was a pretty like strict household and my mom had like almost like arbitrary rules about like what i could and could not watch and uh, one of those like loopholes like i said was was cartoons so like i ended up like seeing akira when i was very young holy um, shit <laughs> <laughs> like way younger than anyone should have should have seen all i saw was the clip of like the dude getting bashed like on the ground by the motorcycles and that was like and that's at the beginning that's and that that's like the the least of it is lest we forget the like yeah the like teddy bear monster Uh, like the uh, yeah with the bleeding milk from the eyes and like that the baby room in akira uh, is fucking sick children that are old people they're 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 withered from all the knowledge that they they're psychic yeah like and their psychic abilities and their expanded minds but they're they're prepubescent bodies uh it's so creepy Uh, so what kind of work do you do here? Dr. Orpheus. I am known to men as Dr. Orpheus. But I assure you, sir, the doctor title was bestowed on me by a higher power than a mere college professor. Oh, of course. Shaking him, shaking him like a nanny possessed. And we're back. Uh, back to talk about these fucked up kids, the Venture Bros, Hank and Dean. Yeah, so and fucked up. Bless them. Yeah, uh, they die a lot. They sure do. I mean, it, I guess it's like not a spoiler. Like, this came out like in the early 
2000. Yeah, spoiler so alert. I, I, I don't give a fuck about spoilers. I tell right, everyone well, that. Then fine. Like, They're clones. <laughs> I, I heard, uh, I read an article or some, sh- I heard at some point that spoilers actually make people like things more because they really? know where things are headed. So they feel like they're kind of in on it rather than it's happening to them. So, gotcha. yeah, spoil away. Feel, Hank, kinship. Hank and Dean are clones. Yeah, um, there were original Hank and Dean babies, but uh, they are constant. Their lives are constantly being threatened, and they're very hapless individuals. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they're actually very sweet. I was yeah, and they watching really some are. clips. Yeah, <laughs> they're very. They're just like. It's been fun watching them develop uh, over the series because when they start, they're just so dumb and just completely helpless. And it's just like it does become a question of like, how are they, how have they survived like constantly being attacked and arched? Like um, in the first episode, Dr. Venture gets his kidney stolen. Um, so he has to like, and Hank and Dean are like kidnapped by the monarch. So uh, Dr. Venture has to hook himself up to help her as like a dialysis, a rolling dialysis. Oh, yeah, machine. yeah. Um, and uh, Hank, there's like a, a theme where like Hank and Dean are trying to attack the monarch and are just like so weak and <laughs> it's like they're based on the, on the like the hardy oh, boys hardy who are boys, actually like yeah. quite the opposite that's what i guess mm-hmm. is the whole you know, the, the joke that's the whole point like they're yeah. so they're so incapable of anything like from critical thinking to like but, tying an effective knot and like but that's their why, hearts like, are in the right place their hearts certainly are in the right place there's a, there's a lot of like heartwarming see like Brock, like Doctor Venture, is not a good father. And, well, yeah. Like, let's the, let's get into those two. Yeah, let's talk about the other two, the two daddies. Yeah. To Dean and Hank. Yeah, Rusty, the the failure that. Yeah, tell tell the audience about Rusty, about Doc. Uh, so Doctor Venture, Doctor Thaddeus Venture, aka Rusty, um, got his start as his super scientist. Slash adventurer father's like sidekick, kind of like unwilling sidekick, um, and uh, his whole life was like spent growing up around like crazy like adventuring adults and like their like you know like sixties and seventies style like you know key in the fishbowl parties and stuff oh, and like yeah, really yeah, it yeah. really fucks with him and. Um, He's voiced by James Urbaniak, and he's just, like, this cynical pit of a human being who's, like, really fucking smart, but just, like, has been so broken yeah, by being had, repeatedly tra- traumatized. His morals are fucked up. Like, he has, mm. he's scrupulous and, uh, yeah, a lot of, like, bad decisions that could Definitely. hurt a lot of people. <laughs> but then you have Brock, who we were talking about earlier with that fantastic baritone voice but yes, he definitely and like an even even more fantastic mullet yeah he's just like this jugger juggernaut of a of a human being and um and almost uh the success to to rusty to doc's failure but like he's kind yeah. of like the perfect yeah uh opposing force i mean they're partners obviously but mm-hmm 
Well, kind of, I mean, like, Brock, Brock is, is bodyguard, yeah, yes. slash nanny. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and he's definitely, like, in essence, like, the like doing, like, finger quotes that the uh, perfect, like, American male. Yes. Almost. But he's so, like, oh, yeah, deadpan I... <laughs> and, like, just roll, just completely completely rolls with the punches like no matter what and like he's like in the within the context of the cartoon he's just like this absolute legend yes. because of how many henchmen that he's killed and um the more we see of the series the more like backstory we get to brock and like his whole affair with uh molotov cocktees oh great names in this show so good uh, <laughs> but it is worth now let us venture into the realm of the the weird and the supernatural because the show mm. has lots of characters like that yeah and you almost yes. invoked the one there dr orpheus dr ah. <laughs> yes. so good. dr byron orpheus yes uh, which is obviously a Doctor Strange, uh, mm-hmm. a take on Doctor Strange, but it really is just like a more realistic portrayal of Doctor Strange in the sense yeah. of just his necromancy has caused him to kind of be a little little loopy, a little out of touch. Definitely, yeah. And he's also a struggling single dad. Yes, that adds to the whole complexity and he also is like kind of kind of a, a tale of uh of failure slash mediocrity because um his wife left him for a much more, much more um successful necromancer and like he the order of the triad has have been like trying to get an arch nemesis for years and yes. just like haven't been able to make it happen. His team, um, the order of the triad. Let's, yes, uh, let's see best in best, uh, like insignia of the show. We have, we have Dr. Byron Orpheus. And then we have mm-hmm. Jefferson twilight, who yes. is basically a blade, uh, yes. rip off like the vampire hunter, the, but yeah. they've just made him more, black i guess because he only he hunts black he only yeah <laughs> which is actually just a cool like the way the show can reference things like this it's like inward you know like it's referencing mm-hmm. blackula while still referencing blade and then it's very, vampire it's lore and black exploitation and yeah very concentric layers to to the venture brothers because it it references like straight up pop pop culture and it also like draws its storylines yes into pop culture like like it like um the the episode where um uh dr girlfriend and the monarch are getting married uh they have like both like klaus nomi iggy pop and david bowie who are all like written into the storyline of osi and um the Guild of Calamitous Intent. <laughs> I was seeing that with uh, David Bowie and with even the Order of the Triad, one of the members, they like conjure that character from Star Wars who's like with Lando and the, oh, yeah. that weird like, <laughs> like that dude, that gibberish ah. slobbery dude. He's a, and they conjure him. They conjure him to like, like fly the, fly the X-10 and, or whatever. Yeah. And he, I guess he like, like does even the the whole pose like in front of their emblem that they always do. They form that triangle with their arms and it yes. like self like uh, emblazons, you know, with like the all seeing eye and everything. But I guess mm-hmm. he's just like doing that, but he's speaking in his 
like signature shipper. Yeah, it's Star Wars. Jibbers. But I also wanted to. I watched a clip today of Jefferson Twilight whenever, like, he's mid hunting a vampire when Doctor Orpheus shows up to like re- re- get the gang back together, and he has mm-hmm. his blood eye, he has one eye that like is he can sense vampires with. Mm-hmm. But then, <laughs> since the vampire gets away, he says, "I got, I got blue balls in my blood eye." Yeah. <laughs> like the, I love that the show can have these really like these really kind of these deep references and what could be considered like sophisticated humor that has many layers and is kind of saying a lot but then just something like being able to say the phrase blue blue balls in my blood ball. eye. <laughs> totally. Like there's this one um one character who uh, uh he's called Dr. Henry Killinger. And he's basically like an evil Mary Poppins, and he like comes in and like fixes your life. And and I just got the Henry Kissinger reference. Like it is, oh, it's, okay, a, it's yeah. a Henry Kissinger Both. reference. It's a Mary Poppins reference. <laughs> yeah, um, he floats he's down. He's great. He's pro union. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's like a child psychologist. <laughs> Yeah, like, um, they'll have that, then they'll have, like, yeah, Doctor, or whatever, Sergeant Hatred, like, a oh, recovering, yeah. like, pedophile. Oh, my God. Like, There's, poor, Sergeant Hatred may be the most problematic character. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Fortunately. I'm not even, or unfortunately? I'm not even sure. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> like, from, from, his, from his wife to, like, his obsession with young boy, it's just... He's a mess. He's a whole, whole ass mess. But then we have the third corner or uh, side of the triangle, uh, the alchemist, who is voiced by Dana Snyder, uh, Master Mm -hmm. Shake from Aqua Teen, which to be, to imagine having that voice. And also, didn't he also do Spongebob? No, that was Tom Kenny. That's right. Um, He did. He's been in a bunch of, he does a lot of voiceover work. And I think he produced Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. On Adult right. Swim, the show about like hell as a cubicle to office. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's. I, think I, I heard him recently. I think like for, like I think I he voiced a character on BoJack Horseman. And oh, that makes like, sense. Everyone's everyone's been on BoJack. Horseman. But yeah, he's like uh, well, an alchemist. They yes. they kind of say his powers kind of like run the gamut, but he's also like unapologetically gay. Oh yeah. Um, Which, yeah, he's like kind of like the potions master of, yes. the, of the group. Uh, and they take on, I watched a clip, they take on like some sort of Cthulhu being? Yeah, they take on, they take on a number of, of creatures and they also get called upon by uh, Hank and by the Venture family in, in multiple episodes to like both for occult or possible occult related reasons and for stuff like um, playing multiple people, uh, they need to like uh, make the the venture compound look populated because they have like a general coming in to like <laughs> buy military equipment from yeah. Doctor Venture, and they have like so Doctor Orpheus like comes in to play multiple different people, like just like changing <laughs> costumes. <laughs> uh, he's a Renaissance man. Well, yeah. Really. Let's. Uh, you said, did you? Because. Dr. Orpheus, I think, is the most quotable, and I do have a list here of the quotes, because, I mean, suffice it to say, the show has a shit ton of characters that there are no way we could get to in one episode, so... There's so many. 
we, yeah. we may have to have another Venture Brothers episode. But that's, that's fine with me. I can talk that will give me an excuse to watch through the series. Again. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, really, it's really one of my favorite shows of all time. <laughs> I just found this. Do not be hasty. Do not be too hasty entering the bathroom. I had Taco <laughs> Bell for lunch. <laughs> uh, there's, um, I think it's at, at the end of season one, um, Hank and Dean, like, I forget, like, quite what the storyline was, but Hank and Dean end up running away on their hover bikes, and, uh, Dr. Orpheus, like, follows him in his Acura to, like, make sure they're safe, and he, um, ends up, like... His Acura. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a, it's a practical car, you know, it gets you around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It can take a beating from, like, he, he, like, traps an Oni in the back seat and like in the in the trunk for a while oh cool um, i do yeah there, actually, there's so many supernatural uh like help me recall if you remember any other instances throughout oh, the show oh, of, all through the series because you know in between all of these like bureaucratic like interactions with various like arching unions and entities <laughs> yeah. they're also actually like going on adventures so like you know we come across like the swamp thing and like chupacabra oh, yeah, yeah. weradiles there's just like all what is manner a mummies i'm sorry aware uh, there's a there's an episode uh oh, called weradile where it's like a were a, a werewolf uh crocodile <laughs> yeah that's not Amazon. even that's definitely not how you would put that phrase wait a wear a gate wear a dial no i get <laughs> where yeah hmm i i actually have no insight into how you would phrase that but scary scary idea nevertheless Def- definitely there's one oh there's a also like another uh episode where like molotov like brock has to go on a secret mission so he like calls in a favor to Molotov to like babysit the venture compound for a day. And at one point she calls him and she's like, you did not tell me the compound was buried on top of an Indian burial, uh, or like built on top of yeah. an Indian burial ground. And like Brock's like, Oh, is this the 25th already? Like implying that this is like a <laughs> happens every time. Occurs. Yeah. I love that. I um, love the like mundane response to, like oh, a absolutely. Real far it's always out. like so deadpan. It's like, of course, there's a colony of like feral children living underground who have been trapped there uh, and have only had access to like hygiene videos and VH1 classics. Like, of course, and like when when they discover it, they're like, oh yeah, that makes that makes sense. <laughs> You are listening to Fake Ritual Podcast with your host, Lucas Sloppy. Well, I... Also, just to put a uh, little bow on our discussion here of all these far-out characters, I have here a quiz for which Venture Brothers character you are. So 
I'll try to get the, through this as fast as I can, but it's I'm ready. It's, it's ready, a multiple Dr. choice. Girlfriend. So, uh, okay, first question: How would you like to spend your day? A. Building robots. B. Reading books. C. Beating people up. D. Going on adventures. Uh, Don't think about it too much. A uh, D. Going on adventures. Uh, what is your favorite accessory besides your fan? Besides your uh, foldable fan. Ray gun, neckerchief, vest, my fists. What was the third one? My uh, the third one is vest. Vest. Uh, ray gun. Ray gun. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm. I haven't taken this quiz, so hopefully, it's not like twenty-five questions long. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Invincibility, teleportation, speed reading, super strength. Uh, speed reading for sure. I feel like the I can kind of guess which character each of these questions are. Oh, yeah, for sure. definitely. All right, all right. Come on, come on. What's your backstory? I'm a clone. My father made me cautious of everything. Dragged around by dad on dangerous missions or ex-military. I am, uh, let's say C, sure. You're dragged My around parents your dad dragged on... me around to yeah. places I didn't want to go. They made you play Jesus in the, uh, in the play as sure a child. Did. Well, yeah, the, yeah, they sure did. <laughs> well, uh, young female jesus uh yes. what is your favorite way to travel besides heavenly uh teleportation fighter planes dodge charger jetpack <laughs> walking dodge charger okay oh okay pretty cool pretty cool Fast. what's your vice of choice oh alcohol mm. adrenaline milk drugs <laughs> adrenaline adrenaline What's your favorite color? Black, green, blue, red? Black. Hell yeah. Yes. No other answer allowed on the show. (laughs) No other color, really. What's your favorite invention? A power suit, learning bed, a shrink ray, a buoy knife? I'm going to say learning bed just because I wish I had a learning bed. I know. That would be so (laughs) cool. It would be so helpful. Who is your most hated Venture Brothers villain? David Bowie, Adolf Hitler, Sergeant Hatred, the Monarch. Oh, I guess, like, we're going to have to go. Do they mean girl Hitler? Because I don't think, like, actual Hitler shows up. Go with what you know from the show. Uh, I'm going to say they're going to they mean girl Hitler, but uh, either her or Sergeant Hatred. We're going to go with Sergeant Hatred because we had to think about him. Yeah. What's your greatest fear? Spiders? Weakness? Ovens? Failure. 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 Yeah. God damn these long ass quizzes. You've you've captured the villain. What do you do next? Do you use mind control gas? You pummel them, you tie them up, or you question them? I pummel them. Nobody says that enough. Pummel. I like I get very few chances to pummel people, so <laughs> when it when the opportunity arises yeah when when pummeling is allowed pummeling commences go for it say you're the evil villain where is your lair on an island at the top of a tower underwater or in a volcano uh i'm gonna go with island uh the ocean like i am deeply fascinated by the ocean but i also do not want to go down there who's your favorite comic book villain lex luther loki dr doom juggernaut Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom, yeah. Such a cool name. Cool backstory, too. 
Yes. What mythical being do you most closely closely associate with? Okay, Minotaur, Odysseus, Zeus, Centaur. Centaur. That's actually a pretty cool question. I like that one. I did too. I'd probably say Minotaur. Like my my head is my problem. (laughs) Yes, trapped endlessly in the labyrinth Mm -hmm. of your own thoughts. Zeus, like just is too like Zeus, dangerously uh, horny. Zeus, I have I have many issues with both Zeus and Odysseus. So Odi- what did Odysseus do? Uh ignored like all of the advice that he was given uh, by people who know way more about shit than he does. Um yeah, and fuck like that. I don't know, should listen to the sirens and mm-hmm. put his whole crew in jeopardy and let a lot of his men he like he was not a good captain. I'm sorry. Fuck like Odysseus. it took him way too long to get from to get from Troy back to Ithaca. Like <laughs> there's no reason for him to have been lost those ten years. Uh, what's your favorite cartoon besides Adventure Brothers, Speed Racer, The Tick, Johnny Quest, Batman? Oh, The Tick. Yeah. The Tick, the animated series, is very good. Who is your favorite Star Wars character? Obi Wan Kenobi, Chewbacca, the Emperor, Han Solo. I'm Solo. Dang, this is a long-ass quiz. I should have known. <laughs> that um, may be a reference to when the Venture family lost the Halloween co- family costume competition because Hank wanted to be Batman and everyone else was Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> How do you feel about sports? No. Uh, Meh. I like them a lot. Love them. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're fine. They're fine for other people. I just like I have I find no enjoyment in them. I'm uh, glad they exist. Hold on, I gotta I sign to up to exist. see my goddamn results. God hey damn it. Uh, God damn it, <laughs> com. So you got your shout out anyways. People it's a negative shout out though. Do not go to this website, listeners. It takes too damn long. There's too much clicking. And too much clicking, my Lucas fuck. has hand fatigue you're dean uh all right yeah i can i can see that mm-hmm. I be- it says <laughs> I i'll bet you wear spike I, I can see it and it's kind of on... it's kind of aggressive here it says i'll I, i'll bet you wear spider-man jammies too what's wrong with spider-man jammies yeah, geez, what's wrong with spider-man like <laughs> totally dean is though dean's the like i feel like the the heart and soul of the whole show mm, i don't or, know mm, or, i don't know you tell me I think the whole like the tell whole me which character sh- you are. Uh, definitely, I really relate um, closely with uh, Doctor Girlfriend's later Doctor Mrs. the Monarch. Um, Molotov is also a great character, um, and I really, I really do just like uh, Doctor Venture. I think like he gets like some of the best lines in the whole series, and he's just like so unfazed by anything he just like truly is just like an empty human being (laughs) yeah yeah that's really that's really relatable sometimes yeah and but that means he still has potential to Mm -hmm. be good as well as bad for sure um but yeah i think like of all the of all the characters uh dr girlfriend is my favorite she's strong i'm glad like in the later series she's like finally like getting her dues because like she's clearly like the brains behind the whole like monarch operation and like she's so smart and like fashionable and loyal and just yes. like makes it work and she's like ruthless she's great yeah um 
So uh, I think of like all the characters on uh, Adventure, and they're they're scheduled for an eighth season, which I think might be the last. Ooh. So, well, thank you for being on Fake Ritual, the podcast for us. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I'm sorry, like if I rambled too much. But no, well, the I'm very the, passionate about this cartoon. I it's tend wonderful. to I tend to be aggressive towards my listeners, and now's an instant where I still will be. If they got a problem with it, they can just take it up with me, or they can just drive off a cliff. You hear that, fakers? Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. I don't know why. I think it's just really fun to yell at people that can't yell <laughs> to at me abuse back. Abuse your listeners. Yeah, but they know I love them. They know I appreciate yeah. them. Uh, well, is there anything you want to, want to promote? Anything you want to, where you want to send the fakers your way after we just berated them? <laughs> yes. Um, if you feel like following me on either Twitter or Instagram, my handle is dynamic garbage D as in dog. I, I can't spell it. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll find it. It's I'm find it on my thing. Find it on my uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like it's in the notes, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's um, all one word: dynamic garbage on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I also have a Patreon where I draw monthly content, both uh, erotic art and regular style art. Yes, and also very uh, definitely in the fake ritual category. A lot of uh, demon beings and definitely. creatures. Lots of, lots of demon. A lot of weird, like cryptid looking things. Just like a lot of just a lot of general general weirdness. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and. I also have a website, dynamicgarbage.com. Uh, I badly need to update it. Yeah, and, um, and you have a, uh, I'm not sure if this will come out in time, but we can fit it in here. You have a contest you have going up, or at least a... I do. The drawing is like, the last day is actually tomorrow, so it probably oh, will well, not be. No. <laughs> but uh, I might do something similar again. Um, I have been asking for uh, direct donations to Trans Uniting, which is a uh, transgendered-run uh, um, nonprofit in okay. Pittsburgh. And, um, we'll put that in the uh, bio. We'll have that yes. be this Yeah, if you want to donate, the, the raffle, no, it's for a acrylic painting of mine. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you just want to donate just because they're a great organization... Right on. Well, uh, for Fake Ritual, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fake Ritual and on Twitter at Fake Ritual Blog. And I ask that you please go on iTunes and leave a review, even a mean one. Just make sure it's funny. Uh, And don't hesitate to slide into the DMs if you want to be on the show or uh, contribute something or work on something, whatever. I'm open to tons of stuff. Uh, do it it's fun yeah it's a good time yeah uh, there's quizzes there's really long quizzes really long and arduous (laughs) quizzes yeah and Uh, inaccurate which is what you want in a quiz yeah long inaccurate (laughs) but there was that good question about Odysseus and you have to sign up in order to you do I just yeah great great Uh, but that's what I do for my listeners I you know I give out my email Mm. (laughs) it's very generous Uh, well thanks fakers for listening and uh, don't be afraid of failure cause Mm -hmm. uh, it'll make you into a beautifully baritoned bodyguard
It will. It really will. <laughs> All right. This is maybe, I don't know how often I'll use this, but do you want to join me in telling the listeners to go fake themselves? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Like on the count of three or? No, on the count of four. Oh, just because okay. right. uh, it's, variety is the it's spice square. Of life. I got it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. One, <laughs> two, three, four. Go, go fake yourselves. Yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do love you guys. Okay. okay bye.